It's One Storytime, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word, the one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasny, but you can just call him Doc. Hello, everyone. Are you ready to spend some time diving into the most marvelous book ever written? There's nothing better than reading God's Word. When I read any book, I immerse myself into it. Do you know what the word immerse means? It means to dive in, to be deeply involved into something. When you are immersed in anything, it has all your attention. Being immersed into a story involves your creative mind and imagination. You picture what the place must look like, what the people look like, how their voices sound, even how things taste and smell. I always try to identify with each character of a story, what it must be like to be that person, trying to understand his or her actions and behaviors. So when it comes to reading Bible stories, learn to immerse yourself into them. If you are paying attention, you can't help but see yourself in many of the Bible characters, and not just the godly ones. Always remember that the Bible presents totally true stories of real people in real places. It first teaches us what we should think about God, but we also need to see ourselves in the people as well so we can apply God's truth to our lives. Well, let's get on with our story and its application today. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Exodus chapter 32, the second book of the Bible. Or you can also just listen along while I read. God's people, the Israelites, are at Mount Sinai. Do you remember why they went there? God delivered them from slavery and was leading them to their new home in Canaan. But he needed to bring them to his holy mountain first so they could learn his covenant law, so they could learn how they were supposed to live as worshipers of God in the promised land. One reason for this was that the land of Canaan was filled with pagans who worshiped false gods. And of course, they just came from Egypt where they also worshipped false gods there. They needed to know how to worship and obey the one true God. You know, it's the same for us. Before we are delivered from our slavery to sin, all we know is the worship of our false gods. In other words, we are all idol worshippers until we are redeemed to become true worshippers of the one true God. So again, the Israelites are at Mount Sinai, while Moses, their deliverer and mediator, is on top of the mountain. He is communing with God and receiving God's law for the people. Let's read, starting in verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, We do not know what has become of him. Can you believe that? 
God used Moses to deliver these people out of slavery. Now they want to continue the journey to the promised land without him. But worse than that, they asked his brother Aaron to make false gods to lead them. Do you remember who has been leading them up to this point? Was it Moses? Was it Aaron? No, it was God himself. God was leading them by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Moses didn't deliver them from Egypt. Had they already forgotten God? Well, this is the problem with our sinful hearts, boys and girls. We can quickly lose sight of who has saved us and who we must worship. The Israelites wanted to go back to idolatry. Listen to what happens next. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Why in the world did Aaron, Moses' own brother, go along with this request? Did he believe that it was right to worship idols? Why couldn't he have said, You are on your own. You shouldn't worship false gods. I will not help you. Let's wait on Moses. What makes this worse is that God had chosen Aaron to be the first high priest of Israel. Priests were the worship leaders of Israel. They were supposed to teach the right worship of God to the people. Instead, Aaron led Israel into idolatry. He even offered sacrifices to this golden calf, calling it Lord. How sad. Well, just like the Israelites, we can also turn back to worship idols even after we begin following King Jesus. We'll talk about why that is in a moment. Let's read God's response to Israel's worship of the golden calf, starting in verse 7. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them in order that I may make a great nation of you. Our idol worship receives the wrath of God. God always has the right to be angry with his sinful people. He saved these people from slavery. He set the Israelites free. He was giving them the land of promise, and they were rejecting him. The Israelites even believed a golden calf delivered them from slavery in Egypt. So what did God want to do to the Israelites? Give them what they deserved, total destruction. They deserved to be rejected by God. But here's what happened next. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, 
Why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did he bring them out, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self, and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of, bringing on his people. Wow. Moses stood as a mediator and appealed to God to not give the Israelites what they deserved. In other words, Moses pleaded for mercy. And what did God do? He chose not to destroy all the Israelites for their idolatry. What's so important for you to understand is that Moses is a picture of our perfect mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who stands between us and God. Because he died on the cross for our sins, he has kept us from the wrath of God. And even when you turn back to idol worship, when you stray back to worship false gods as a Christian, Jesus intercedes for you, and the Holy Spirit works in your heart to bring you back to the worship of God. But wait a minute. I doubt you will ever build a golden calf and worship it. So think with me about what idols we are tempted to worship. Maybe we idolize money or possessions, worshiping wealth. Maybe we worship power or fame. Maybe we idolize certain relationships or people. But what we all worship most of all is the false god known as self. We can want our way so badly that we are willing to obey self instead of God. Well, let's finish the rest of the story. I'll skip around a little bit for time's sake, starting in verse 15. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back they were written. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. Verse 19, And as soon as he came near the camp and saw this calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Even though Moses just intervened for the people, he too was righteously angry. He didn't just lose his temper here. He broke the tablets of stone on purpose. He was communicating that the people had broken and abused the entirety of God's law when they worshiped the golden calf. Boys and girls, idolatry is no little sin. It reveals our sinful hearts. It shows what we want most in life, what or who is worth the most to us. The Israelites faced consequences for their idolatry as the golden calf was destroyed. Moses, their mediator, continued to appeal to the Lord to cover their sin. In the end, the people of God had to choose who they would worship. Would they be on the Lord's side 
where they become idol worshipers. The same goes for you too. Who will you worship with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? When your heart or the world tempts you to serve false gods, always remember the only one who is worthy of your worship. Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home, and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth, and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and church so you can talk about it together. Until next time, keep learning, loving, and living out God's Word.